So the next generation wants us to hate children. Mission accomplished. Last week, we had Alexander, who was perhaps the most milquetoast character in all of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is saying a lot. And this week, we have the adventures of a child guest star that is not a very good actor and we will never see again. I don't really know why The Next Generation is doing this to us. I don't like it. I think that I'm ready to go to Deep Space Nine. So. I mean, this is about this is cute kids and robots in the episode. And the thing about hero worship is that there is nothing to it. There, it's absolutely nothing. Okay, so I, I think we need to explain. To, I need to explain to the reader. So I take a lot of notes when I watch the episodes. Sure, as do you, Eric. Uh, of course. And yes. Right now, my notes. The entirety of my notes for hero worship says. Directed by Patrick Stewart, with an exclamation point. Uh-huh. That's every note that I thought fit to take for hero worship. I have a couple more than that. Okay. I uh, wrote a note about Jordy's story about the fire, and I also wrote Breen, with an exclamation point, uh, which I will not tell you why. But, um, yeah, I just feel like this was a completely lackluster episode of the show, and I'm very disappointed that it did not pull this off in any way whatsoever. Yeah, so... It's actually interesting because I check up on all of the episodes to give myself some background information because I am the Trekkie here and I should know more than you about the episode, the background, if there's any kind of interesting things that I think you might find interesting as a newcomer to the Star Trek franchise. And one of the things that I found really interesting is that both Hero Warship and Violations, which is the second episode we'll be talking about this week, were both floating around as story ideas for, I think, at least a season or two. And so what this indicates to me is that they had a lack of scripts for the fifth season and decided to go with these even though they weren't very good. And this is the thing, like, both episodes, I guess, could have the core of an interest... Again, both episodes are an interesting premise that they just do nothing with. I like the... I, I, I think it's kind of... I could see an episode where a kid traumatized decides that Date is the coolest thing ever and he decides to be like – because, I mean, I mean, I think Date is the best character. I love Data. You know, I, sure. I, I can see being a nine-year-old kid and thinking Data is just awesome and the issues that would come with that. I can see how this would be, you know, how Data is a android character who wishes to become human here we have a human character which who wishes to become an android and you know that that's an interesting contrast they could do something with but they don't that yeah i think you've summed it up perfectly they 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 have a really interesting germ of an idea here a really interesting concept and they just don't they don't do anything but the bare minimum it's the kind of thing where they just have a few special effects like the boy talking in a robot voice and data doing you know his combing and like that's 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 they just have a few scenes like that and in search of a plot to be in. It's it's really disappointing because I think that you could do a lot with childhood trauma. And the show has done a yeah. lot with childhood trauma already. And so I kind of feel like this is an episode that was unnecessary in large part because we've already seen guest star children be traumatized and have to go through some sort of... Oh, yeah, process. the one with the kid who the alien in the shape of his mother. Exactly. Like, that went to some much... Yeah, this episode doesn't go anywhere that that episode didn't... It's a, it's a redundant episode it's, in a lot it's, of ways. Yeah, it's a redundant episode, and the other problem with it, of course, is that it it 
just isn't very interesting. There's there's nothing here that feels like anybody had anything to say or was interested in telling a particular story. It just really feels like they came up with the germ of an idea and then wrote a script that was exactly what it was and nothing else. You know, and for a show that has done a lot with subtext and with foreshadowing and with characterization, you know, to have such a lackluster episode of the show, I don't think should be I don't think it should be surprising because as we've said before, yeah. you know, they're doing 26 episodes a year. That's a lot of TV to make. You're going to have a couple stinkers, but even their stinkers are usually better than this. And it's just kind of, this could be a Voyager episode. Like it's that bad. I mean, it's just, there's, there's Is no, that what I have to look forward to. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I God. mean, there's just no, there's no sense of life in this episode. There's no spark of creativity there's nothing it's I mean, just the only very thing, flat the only thing i liked about it is this is another episode where we get to see troy doing her job and doing it well you know she is her concern this time is how do i you know help to mend this you know broken child and you know how do we get him back to start to you know get the healing process and she does that well in this. I like, you know, again, we like when she's being a psychologist. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think one of the things that I liked about the episode was was Troy's scene and ten forward with him. You know, because she she knows to humor him. She knows yeah. to humor the fact that he is pretending to be an android. You know, he's obviously doing that as some sort of response to emotional trauma. Well, yeah, he starts it after I think Data says, like, oh, I don't feel emotions. And, like, I think that's the moment, you know, that that in that scene is when he immediately starts to click over because it's obviously his defense. Yeah. Ex- exactly, yeah. But, but again, I think that we've seen Troy do that a lot. And while it's always enjoyable to see Troy be a counselor because she is good at it, it's one of those things where it could have been a lot more interesting if there had actually been a real person that she was working on instead yeah. of a plot device. You know, and it's always hard with children. I understand that because, you know, especially, I mean, I think in a lot of ways we've become spoiled because child acting has become so much better in the past, like, 15 or 20 years. And this is kind of right on the cusp of child actors being uniformly terrible and child actors being uniformly good. And it's just not at a good place for that and so they're asking too much of this character they're asking too much of this actor we're asking you're asking a child off. actor to act in, in in the middle of his episode i mean he needs to act like an android and that's just awful right he's he's in a sense doing a bad imitation of brent spiner yeah playing data which is not great and so for me you know troy's the strongest part of the episode but troy doesn't have enough to play off of to make her scenes really pop yeah, she's a secondary character in those. She's almost a device in a in a way in those. Not yeah. quite, but you know, and certainly better use of, you know, that her role than you know it, it often does. But yeah, and then I think the other thing too with the episode is that it doesn't really do anything with data, which I think is strange. Yeah, um, it doesn't really have anything to say about data. It doesn't really have anything to say about his relationship with other people or with children in general. I mean, I think the big lesson that for Data to learn in this episode is that part of being human is sometimes wishing one wasn't human. And I think that's a very profound and important lesson for him to learn, and he doesn't realize that. Learn it here. Mm, I mean, I don't know. Well, I I mean, I I don't know exactly. Explain that more. I mean, you know, Data sees this concept of emotions as something, a state he wishes to attain. Sure. I still don't think Data quite clicks why people find emotions too painful sometimes to deal with. Yeah. I I think, you know, in other words, 
and we're talking, you know, this is maybe another step from the conversation with Spock when he says, you know, I don't know why anyone would, you know, it's funny that, you know, you're trying to, you know, sub- sublimate your emotions while I'm trying to find them. Like, I, I think that's, he doesn't quite understand why this boy would wish to give up the emotions in a way. But again, that, that a more interesting episode that would do something with data would go along those lines. Here, okay, okay. Here again, we're talking about, you know, the episode that doesn't exist. Right. But. Well, I see what you're saying. In the beginning, I, I thought it was weird that you said that some people don't want to be human, which I don't think is a thing. I mean, I don't, I've never heard of that. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, know, in the way that this kid. In did. a 24th century context, sure. But, but you know, and I think, um, but in general, I don't think that many people don't want to be people. Because what, what is the option, really? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, Well, I mean that in more metaphorical Yeah, sense. no. Like, I, they, you yeah. know, why, why people would not wish. Again, if this show seems to believe that emotions are a fundamental aspect of humanity. Yeah. And you can certainly see how, you know, you could agree that plenty of people don't wish that they, you know, would wish to not have those emotions or not have them running strongly. Right. Numb it in a way. And I guess, well, yeah, but that raises the interesting question, though, is that is this a good portrayal of someone who has shut off their emotions? Um I mean, to be fair, he is a nine-year-old kid, so he's not going to shut off his emotions as effectively as, you know, someone in their 30s would, you know? Yeah, I almost I almost wonder if it was, I mean, not, not necessarily a mistake, because I don't know how believable this episode would be if he was an adult. Um, I think it would not work at all. But it, it, as much as it does work, it works because the character of, of Timothy is a child. And, and of course, children are not you know, fully cognizant of their emotions and they're not uh, fully emotionally mature and, you know, all of these things, right? So yeah. it, it it does make sense that there is a a kernel to him which makes it possible for him to pretend he, to not have emotions because, of course, that's what that's what children do. He's they young pretend. enough. Yeah, he's, he's old enough that he's, you know, he, he's a little too old for pretending but young enough that he can still tap into it, especially in a moment of great trauma. I mean, he's not regressing that much further into his childhood at this point right and it makes me you know it makes me think that the episode was focusing on the wrong things i mean the episode really does focus on timothy it focuses on the guest star Mm -hmm. and again i feel like the episode probably would have been better if it had focused on data and data's exploration of this and data realizing that you know we've never really had an episode with data where he encounters someone who has emotions so painful that they 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 don't want to have emotions at all, and I think that that would have been a really profound yeah. lesson for Data to learn. But he doesn't seem to learn that, and he doesn't seem to really take any. He doesn't really Again, seem to understand what's going on. It's either. the next step from Vulcan. You know, Vulcan. You know, wishes to purge emotions in favor of logic. You know, and while Data can't a hundred percent understand that, he at least can follow you know he can follow along he doesn't find data incomprehensible i think data would find this boy incomprehensible and the episode doesn't really deal with that yeah it's true it's it's data has to feel something about this and we don't get a window into that and i think also you know more more than that i think you know data doesn't understand you know data has a problem understanding humanity in general right yeah and, and that's been a theme throughout the series and that's fine as far as it goes, and that's interesting. We've had a lot of good episodes centering around that. But I think that at the end of the day, uh, Data would have, at the same time, less of a problem understanding what Timothy is doing and more of a problem understanding what Timothy is doing, if that makes sense. I think I... Uh, 
we'll go further on that. Well, because I think that the the Timothy pretending to be an android and and, and Data sort of um, being told to humor that and help him out. Um, I think Data would would decide that that would be the appropriate thing to do would just be to interact with him as an android. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think that Data would be confused by this and would go to Troy, for example, and ask her what exactly is going on here to to get some sort of insight into why exactly a person would would want to pretend to have no emotions. And instead, we don't get that. We just get a lot of extraneous scenes about the Technobabble plot of the week that, frankly, isn't very I was going to say, and that's the other problem. The plot is... The, like you know the the other week I was saying like I don't really like the a plots but the mission of what they're doing is at least interesting you know I first you know the, the, the ship is attacked you know first they think it's another alien race then this the kid says for about 30 seconds it's interesting because he says it's his fault and you think oh god he you know it's up there and then it turns out that's a coincidence and it's just this field is doing something bad. Right, you know and, they, and they 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 hit, hit an iceberg and sank. You know that that's what happened. And you can and you can tell that the episode is engaged enough with the idea of Timothy and Data as as a as a team that at the end of the episode yeah. that's what happens. Right, Timothy Data listens to Timothy because Data has been listening to Timothy and no one else has been listening to him. Yeah, and that's Troy. nice and sure. And, you know, Data an- analyzes things and you know tells Picard to lower the shields and everything is fine. And you know that all works and it all it's all very pat and it's the sort of thing that, that the next generation is very good at doing. Yeah, but it just I don't I don't think that it it really earns that ending because it doesn't do enough to build that relationship. Yeah, and in a way, it almost. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I, I guess it's not. It, it felt unsatisfying because partially the plot wasn't satisfying, and it didn't feel like the resolution of a relationship that had been building. You know, it it, it was just kind of there, and it's it's just you, you know something that that scene happened because that was the part in the formula where. You know, they need to bring the two plots together and solve both problems at once. You know what right. I mean? Like, I mean, I, I, at its, while I wouldn't call, you know, Next Generation a formula show, it does have, you know, a bunch of story beats that usually happen. And this episode, the story beats happened not because they grew out of anything that had been built, but just because, again, that was the time. That was the day. need to solve this problem. There's five minutes left to the episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and you know... I think the other thing about the episode, too, that kind of factors into that, of course, is it, it, the pacing is just really strange. You know, I, I noticed that while watching it where, where scenes just sort of end and they have no mm. emotional climax or, or plot climax. They just sort of go away. And, you know, I'm not really sure what that's about. I don't know if that's the writing of the episode. I don't know if that's Patrick Stewart's I would direction. Say Patrick Stewart might just not be a great director. I mean, I don't know that he is necessarily. I mean, he doesn't seem to really do anything all that interesting. I think he's certainly competent at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it but... when, uh, when, you know, it, it's different than like Jonathan Frakes is directing. You know, he's those are usually really good episodes. Jonathan Frakes is obviously like he has a director's mind. And, yeah. you know, he goes on to direct... Um, I think two of the next generation movies. So there is that, right? Like he, he, he's good enough at his job as a director that they gave him a first contact. And I believe insurrection to direct. And he does a great job with those. Patrick Stewart. I feel like 
you know, he's an actor who uh, is using the stature of the show and the show's popularity and, and his stature as the lead to, to direct and to allow himself to not act as much in, in, in an episode every season. Yeah. And that's fine. And I don't think that he does a bad job. But, you know, it just kind of feels like um, there's there's something lacking. And there's something yeah. lacking on the writing. There's something lacking in the direction. And the whole episode, it's it's never more than the sum of its parts. And I think the best Next Generation episodes are very much more than yeah, the sum yeah, of yeah, their yeah. parts. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. Right. So at the end of the day, I think that I will give this one four hairbrushes i will give it two parts all right well let's move on to violations Uh, again a really interesting concept that just is in search of a point i think that i hate this episode i felt really bad about myself watching a lot i think that it's thematically disturbing i think that it's not very interesting i think that the characters in it are immensely flat there's no feeling to the episode whatever that the plot is anything more than a series of you know gears that is turning and at the end of the day the plot ends because the plot has to end I mean, and there's no resolution really the theme of the episode is rape is a bad thing and you shouldn't rape and it's like well yeah i know that's there you go like like uh, i don't know it doesn't really have anything profound to say about the act of violation right right it doesn't have to it doesn't have anything any interesting angle on what it is like to, you know, violate the mind of another person, you know, to violate the body of another person, to, you know, to manipulate people and that. Like, it doesn't have there, – there was no – yeah, it, it was just no res- – as you said, no resolution. At the end, it just turned out he was just evil for the sake of it. Which, you know, honestly, I don't have a problem with. I, well, you know, there there are sociopaths in the world, and there are people that just do bad but things. But it isn't even no an interesting sociopath. Like, no, I don't think that's, so. Like, that's the, the – I don't know. It, well, I think the problem with yeah, this episode we, is twofold. Number one, the Yulians are underbaked. There, mm-hmm. There's really no thought given to their society or their culture or what they do or how they do it. And and because of that, there's no resonance to anything that's going on. You know, yes, we care that Troy is injured. We we care that that yeah. uh, Crusher has been injured. We care that Riker has also been violated and injured. Those are terrible things. Yeah, but there's no there. There's really it, it all just feels very lifeless and and very sort of. Like, we know they're going to be restored in the end, right? And there's also there's no there's no sense that any of this has any sort of weight to it at all. It all feels very lifeless and and, and sort of airless, really. You know, and and. I, 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 you know, let's let's step back for yeah, a second. Let's I... let's talk about rape because <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, no, I know what you mean. Why, why do why do people rape people? Um, it is a imposition ever an imposition of power over right. someone else. Right. Um, it's it's a violation. It's a sexual violation. It's essentially beating somebody up from the inside with your penis. Right. Well, women can rape too. Let's not. But that. you know. But but most rapes are committed by men, so that's that's certainly fair. And I think that okay, so that's fine. So rape is about power, right? What is a mind rape about? I mean, it should be about power as well. What power? What is he doing to feel powerful? Well, that's the thing. Like, if I mean, he puts them in comas for a couple of days, and you know, they which don't... which I didn't even understand if that was intentional or not. Yeah, and you don't understand when when. when 
But when Troy wakes up from her coma, did he release her from the coma? What's happening there? That's it. Exactly. Right. I think that's the problem is that the concept of a mind rape, if you're going to do an episode about rape and you're going to do an episode about a sci-fi mind rape, you need to be really careful, number one. You need to have thought it out very carefully. You have to have I mean, rules so- in place. You have to make sure that it's logically consistent. All of the, None of these things are true for violations. Here's the thing. Okay. So we have – basically what he does is he takes a memory that they had and he – Twisted into this horrifying thing. So in the case of Troy, she has the moment. It's, I mean, the implication is that it may be the first time she and Riker got together. But it's 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 definitely a moment she drops these poker chips. And probably in reality, the two of them, you know, had the sex. I think that's interesting, actually, because I think the implication is that that was an unseen uh, period from the Enterprise. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure which it was. It doesn't necessarily matter. The point I is, I think it matters a lot, actually, because uh, the beginning of their relationship, we know that they had a relationship, mm-hmm. a sexual and romantic relationship, and we know that it ended because of ill-defined reasons that we never really find out, well, or we haven't well, to this point. The, but w- what's interesting about that is that the show has never indicated in any way that Riker and Troy have succumbed to passion. Well, it very and, much and, has. That. Well, here's the thing, because... They make I mean, the 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 understanding I always got about why their relationship ended was it was you know the same reason any relationship has ended on the show, which is for career reasons. Yeah. They both are very, you know, they both want to further in their career, and they also know that you know they they they, they can't put the proper focus into the relationship. They are at the point they are working together on the same ship. Sure, they are both adult professionals and don't have any problems with it. They've mitigated that into a very close working relationship, and it works for them. And yet, we do see from time, to, you know, from time to time, like the, you know, whenever on their they're on shore leave, we see them on dates. Sometimes, you know, we see them. They're the kind of people who, if there's an event, they'll go together. You know, if right. they have the leisure to act like boyfriend and girlfriend, they'll do it because they still do deeply care for each other. They sure, see, they just know it's not practical to. So I think there have been moments where you know. It was after a poker game and it was late, you know, they'd had a couple of beers and they figured, you know, why not? I think that this is one of the events that we're seeing. And yet in the mind rape version, he twisted, he actually twisted so that uh, Riker actually assaults uh, Troy and then turns into him. Right. I would assume that that would leave some very conflicted feelings towards Riker from Troy. Like that would just the very trauma of having this very specific memory would bother her even even though she knows that it's not a real event you know right. she also know you know knows as well as anybody that this is going to leave a couple of scars but it doesn't and so yeah and so so but, but you know my my initial question is what exactly is a mind rape and what is yeah. it getting out of it and i you've been talking for 5 minutes but i still have no idea yeah, because because i have no idea like that's the, and that's a problem i think yeah. I mean, the episode has no idea what like, it's doing like that's the thing like if he had had it have these lasting scars on her, you know, even temporarily ones that we assume get, you know, taken care of in the weeks between episodes. Because um, it seems it seems to me that he is a person who derives pleasure out of out of hurting people, right? That that that's fairly yeah. obvious. And so, okay, let's take that, right? So let's take that a step further and say he's got these powers to go into their memories, and sort of, 
you know, help people remember memories or whatever. We, we see that scene with Keiko at the very beginning and yeah. she sort of um, has half forgotten this memory and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And, and so, that was a pretty cool scene. I liked I, that yeah, scene a lot. I liked that scene a lot too. And I think it really, um, it portrayed the Yulians as very benign, which of course I think the episode had to, um, to, to go into this dark place, you know, because we need to know, who these people are before we can have someone commit yeah. that kind of crime, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we need to know that they, you know, the vast majority of them are not this guy and, right. you know, find this guy's actions just as offensive and, you know, as abominable as it, everybody else does. Exactly. Right. So, so that's number one. And then I think what seems to happen is that he derives some sort of pleasure in going into their minds and finding a very lovely memory and perverting but it in some way. But at the way. same time, they're not lovely memories. Well, right, Because Riker what... has this... So Riker's memory is there is his ship is being attacked and somebody dies on his watch. And, uh, or because of an order. Like, I, I didn't find the scene that very clear. Right, but right. anyway, um, either way, you know, he feels responsible for the death of a... Uh, 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 of someone under his command. Sure. And Crusher has a memory of Picard, though with some kind of implant on it that I was assume was supposed to be Borgish. No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I, I got the impression that that was, uh, that was Jack Crusher, obviously. Yeah. And Jack Crusher died under Picard's command. And I think Picard got injured or something. Okay. So I think that's all that was. Okay. But it's the two, but of, I can see how that would be confusing. Yeah. And that's so I could, cause that I would assume would be, you know, it, it but it, Obviously, that's the opposite of a lovely memory. Seeing the... and Patrick Stewart with a bad wig. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm not. That's what I'm not really understanding. Is, yeah. You know, okay, it would make sense if he was finding lovely memories and 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 getting pleasure out of taking power and perverting them. Right, so then, my way. question is: Did Riker rape uh, Troy? I don't. Th- I don't think because so. then the implication would be that he took their one of their worst memories, and for both Crusher and Riker, that would be one of their worst memories. And, and like, here's the thing, like, if Troy were to be raped by Riker, that would be the worst memory she would ever have. So, I I didn't think about it that way, but I think I kind of agree that that's how you have to read it, and I don't know that that makes me very comfortable. Yeah, I don't think the, I I don't think there, we have never seen any other, any indication on the show that, number one, it has never been in, never seems to have been in Riker's character to, you know, dominate a woman in that way yeah he is very much look you know we, we've noticed time and time again he is very much he's a don juan for, yeah um he, he he loves women but he likes women who you know are, are tough and strong and you know um and yet we've and we've never seen anything in their relationship with each other to indicate that we've never seen her at all you know so is, is it this locked memory that she's is this I, the episode doesn't Again, maybe that de- the episode doesn't justify that. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. And I can't I think, tell what it's trying to say. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I think. I mean, I I hesitate to say that the show is saying that Riker actually raped Troy. Yeah. Because that would take 
the, I mean, there's no way no. to come back from that. I mean, if, if Riker actually ever did do that, I mean, there's no way you could ever redeem no. the character, right? And and that would just be one more terrible thing that happens to Troy with men, and that's just tiresome yeah. and, and, and awful. So I, I choose not to believe that that's what the show was trying to say, but then we're left with what exactly is the show trying to say? Because it's inconsistent it's as incon- to what right. mind it's, rape is. It's inconsistent as to what mind rape is. It's inconsistent in its effects, there's no thought given to why these people are going into comas or why they wake up. And when Troy wakes up, she doesn't even seem to really know what happened to her. Yeah. So what is the point of even having her wake up? Is there any sort of point to that? See, and here was the thing. I thought that there was going to be some kind of like he originally. So the, so the Yulian blames his father, you know, frames his father for the crime. I thought that was what they were going to go with that. Like he's okay. because he, they have some kind, they have a little contentious relationship at the beginning. Um, I mean, the father even said something like, "Oh, he tried for days to you know get this. I came in ten minutes later." Like that's their relationship in a nutshell. He has you know been a very demanding father and who's not quite proud enough of his son and doesn't necessarily realize that. So I thought this was his attempt at having his father killed by framing him for mind rape, but. Two lines would have done that. Yeah, I think so. That would have been it. Would have been this overly elaborate ploy. Uh, It's the ridiculous plot, but it would have at least had a. There would have been a motive to it beyond just you know boogity boogity. I'm gonna mind rape people because I'm evil. Well, and I think yeah, and I but I I think that you know, um, and it would have made you know, and and then and then it would have made the lack of effects mean a little less because then he wouldn't he's not just doing this just to terrorize people he's doing something illegal for the sake of bringing the punishment which is implied to be death onto somebody else i mean i will say that you know i've said before that i don't think that star trek is the kind of franchise that it obviously believes in absolute good but i don't know that it believes in absolute evil i don't think it believes that anyone is irredeemable and so but what you have in this episode is a character who is obviously mentally ill. And, you know, I don't want to give it a pass because, you know, when you say, well, boogity boogity, he's evil. Yeah, that's one interpretation of it. And I think that the episode certainly earns that interpretation because it's not a very subtle and it's not a very it's 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 not a very good episode. No. Uh, it doesn't really know what it's doing and it's very confused. But at the same time, I think that if the episode had been. Uh, better plotted and more thought out and had some more emotional resonances to it, I think that you could get away with just saying, you know what, there are some bad people out there and this guy is one of them. It would have been very dark and I think it probably would be too dark for this show. So again, I think we have... Well, I'm thinking about the the Collector episode or whatever, that one. Which one? The one with the guy who kidnaps Data. Mm. Like he's, you know, he's the closest that, I mean, even skin of evil, they don't believe that he's, they, they, they find a bit of sadness in that character. Yeah. But you know, the collector episode or whatever the hell he's called. The um, most toys. Yeah. The most toys. Um, like he's just seemed to be just greed incarnate and he is the closest that the series has found to somebody who just does something evil for his the own sake of it. And yet even he has a better motivation. He has a better motivation. And also I think that episode was doing a lot of really interesting things yeah. about, you know, for the grace of God go I. Because, of course, the end of that episode is Data deciding to shoot him. Mm-hmm. So, and, the, and, and, and that episode him. is more about – it's not just basically saying, oh, there are some people who just do bad things for their own sake. That episode is how do you fight somebody who – 
can't be because normally the normally the episodes are how do we talk how do we talk this person down and if right. you, you know if that turns out not to be the case it's a tragedy and a failure of diplomacy but there is always even the crystalline entity was willing to communicate at the end right. of the day um and you know the, the the most toys was about how do you what do you do when you when you face someone implacable who is not ne- who's not going to listen to reason? This just says sometimes people are evil, right? That I think that's the real problem is that it doesn't have anything to say. It certainly doesn't have anything to say like the most toys. And really, what it is is an exercise in in character torture for no apparent yeah. reason other than they think it's going to be entertaining. And then at the end of the episode, the guy is obviously evil, and the, and the episode ends. And so there's no thought given to you know, any sort of subtext or figuring out exactly what's happening or why he's doing this or how it would even affect them, right? Yeah. Like, there's really... I mean, Troy seems fine. She doesn't really seem to be any worse for wear, which is weird. Yeah, especially since, you know, the post-Borg stuff makes it clear that, you know... These are traumatizing. There is a counselor on the ship because the stuff that happens can be kind of fucked up. Right. And and also, I mean, let's not forget, you know, the episode does indirectly mention Shades of Grey as well, which is just weird. Uh, you probably, I don't know, you didn't pick, didn't up pick it up. Well, it's when Riker is in talking to Troy when she's in her coma and he says, oh, you helped me through this one, so I'm going to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. That even indicates to me that the episode is smarter than it's given credit for because it obviously has a sense of history and it has a yeah. sense of character and it has a sense of place and time, but it doesn't do anything with any of those things. It just, yeah, it's just uh, these two were kind of half-assed. Um, I think the other weird thing before we wrap this episode up is exactly the missed opportunity it had to really go into some of the backstory here because, you know, Troy's memory is whatever Troy's memory is, but Beverly Crusher's memory is, is, is very interesting. Yeah. And, and it's something that we've never seen before. We've seen it alluded to. Mm-hmm. And Riker's memory is also pretty interesting. And it's something that we've never even heard about. I, I mean, that might even be part of the reason that Riker doesn't want to be captain. Because yeah. he had one person die under him, and it's, again, one of his worst memories. And Picard has to make those decisions, you know, on an exponentially larger scale. I think that would be a very interesting – that's an, a very interesting character note that would explain so much of Riker. Riker doesn't care about it. They risk to himself. He's He gets off on that. He enjoys that. He likes risk. He likes, you know – but, yeah, he is the kind of person who would be – devastated by the death of anyone even if there is this you know even if it wasn't at all his fault or his order yeah i think so i think that's true and i also think that you know it's it's one of those things that really makes you realize that this episode could have been so much stronger than it was you know if this had been an episode about this character delving into the memories and dredging things up and then having them deal with it in some way, that would be so much more interesting than what we got, which was just boogity boogity Scooby-Doo stuff. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and he, and I also thought that this episode was going to have Luxana Troy in it because she and the old Yulian are probably the perfect match. Yeah. I mean, Troy yeah. even says like, oh, you remind me of my mother, you know. I thought they were going to, you know, get together because they are both way too outspoken. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I think maybe it's probably a good thing that she wasn't in this episode <laughs> because, you know, Half a Life was was pretty good. So let's you know. Yeah, leave that was it. a really good episode. Let's leave it there for now. I think you know. But the other thing too, I think is interesting is that the very beginning of the episode is a lot stronger than the rest of it because yeah. you have know, that scene with Keiko, yeah. and then you have this scene with with Jordy and Data talking about how people forget things and how memories yeah. don't really you know. And so there's a lot of it. You know, it's obviously like trying. the first half of the episode is good, and then they just like went to lunch and got drunk. And then just like realized they had a deadline in an hour. Yeah, it's I don't know. I just I, I yeah, it's 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 a problem because I think that, you know, especially that scene with Data and, and, and Jordy is, is super interesting. It's, it's also interesting in light of what we find out about Jordy in in, um, in in the episode previous to this where we talk about this fire and those weird things. And apparently that was actually like they created backstories for all the characters to use in violations and they didn't use that one in violations. So they used it yeah. in, uh, in hero worship oh. instead, which I thought was weird. Um, but so there's obviously, so the other characters have some sort of traumatic backstory thing that never really came up. So I guess the implication is that, yeah, Riker did rape Troy, which is a problem. But anyway, uh, but I think, you know, there's there's a there's a real sort of uh, lack of ambiguity here in this episode. And that's really what, you know, the, the beginning of that conversation is data trying to understand how human memory works and why people forget things. And sometimes they forget things that are you know terrible sometimes they forget things that are wonderful but sometimes the the most painful memories are the ones you you never forget and and data trying to come up with some sort of rationale for understanding that and so but none of that seems to have carried over into the rest of the episode at all you know that that seems extremely disconnected from the rest of the episode yeah it is again it's 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 setting up a bunch of stuff on the first thing and then it just has a mustachio twirling guy you know Yeah. I will give this one three brush cups. Okay. I'll go with that. Maybe 3.5. Because you fill it a little more. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we are talking about the Masterpiece Society and Conundrum. Why is that funny? I like that word. Conundrum? (laughs) We'll talk to you then.